everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Breakfast at Ruby's. This is a weekly talk show here on Twitch uh, that also gets uploaded on YouTube, Spotify, and other podcast platforms in the near future. Um, and this is a weekly show that basically has us talking about a lot of different topics um, that range from recent events, pop culture, gaming, a lot of topics that we're personally interested in and we would like to discuss. This week it's a two-person show once again. Uh, I have my friend Ash joining me today. Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. Yes. So, right? (laughs) For people who may not know you, who are you? Where can people find you? What do you do? Um, I'm Ash Finnell. I am a content creator, heavenly on YouTube, but I'm slowly working on the Twitch side of me too. So that's me. I play games a lot. There you go. I was just gonna ask. I was like, "What do you do on those platforms?" Yeah, but I'm I'm branching out to new things, which you will see more in the future. But yeah, I do a lot of gaming though. Yes, as I as do I. I'm a gamer. I I'm a talk show host, and I also sing. So a little bit of everything. All of my passions kind of get uh, showcased in a way uh, on. Twitch mostly, but I'm the opposite of Ash. I'm at the moment trying to be a little bit more active on other social medias or YouTube and other stuff. So, yeah. Um, But speaking of all of that, considering our recent situation with the pandemic, with all the shit going down, uh, we covered on the show before that a lot of shows got canceled, a lot of tours, events in general. So that kind of led to uh, celebrities going live a lot on Instagram. But specifically for musicians, it led them to join places like Twitch, YouTube, other platforms with live streaming elements to it so they can still interact with their fans, make some money and uh, just be active in general rather than, you know, crossing their arms at home like, oh, my show got canceled. I can't do anything. Um, And the reason we're talking about this is uh, we've had a conversation before about how cool it is that, you know, all of these events are getting kind of reworked so that people can still have events to look forward to and they're happening online. And it's great that these platforms are getting utilized. But... um, there's kind of been a little bit of a problem slash criticism coming within the community. So I recently saw an article on Kotaku and they interviewed a bunch of content creators from a bunch of different platforms. And some of the criticisms that happened were that for as much as people are happy that Twitch, for example, gets a lot of recognition and celebrities are actually looking at it as a cool option to interact with their fans, they're also seeing it as a little bit of a concerning issue because they're they're kind of concerned that celebrities coming to these platforms that you could you could claim that they're pretty saturated already if you think about Twitch and YouTube specifically and it's gonna cause them to become even more saturated. So um 
some of them also noted that their viewership has dropped recently because of everything going on. And they kind of fear that as time progresses, it will only get worse. And of course, some people make their entire livelihood off of these online platforms. Um, so what I kind of wanted to ask and to kind of bring to the table to discuss this is, um, firstly, what do you think about artists that have been joining Twitch and other platforms? So people like Steve Aoki, I saw, I think he was playing video games the other day. Uh, even Twitch had an event recently uh, where they were raising money to help people uh, through this pandemic. So what do you think about these artists generally joining Twitch, YouTube, other, uh, other platforms and such? I mean, I feel like it's already been happening, you know, mm -hmm. just, I think just the fact that the coronavirus, you know, is keeping people inside is just like maybe making it happen a little faster, but I feel like it was always going to happen, you know, mm -hmm. um, just because the internet's becoming such a big thing. I mean, who watches TV anymore, you know? So, <laughs> exactly. I mean, like so many artists are already moving, have moved to YouTube. I mean, YouTube's a really big platform. Everyone's on it, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think Twitch is just right there with YouTube, you know, everyone's starting to use Twitch too, and they're seeing how beneficial it is and how um, they can make it work for themselves. So, um, I mean, I guess, yeah, it's kind of scary because like it's going to get pretty saturated, but I guess it could be cool too. And I mean, people have to support themselves as well. And I, I saw a, uh, I mean, a lot of even like YouTube artists, it, it was very beneficial for them because like they were able, like they couldn't do their live shows. So like they were able to do it on Twitch and like make a little extra revenue and still be an artist, you know, in this yeah. pandemic. So, I mean, um, I think there's a lot of benefits and I get, I don't know. I, I try to not be scared when it comes to like the whole saturation thing. I mean, if you work really hard and you, do your stuff and you know i feel like you yeah. can do anything regardless <laughs> of like if there's gonna be there's always gonna be competition anywhere yeah. no matter where you go so i feel like you should just be yourself and show people what you got no absolutely yes. um i i agree i don't necessarily see myself getting concerned um I think a little bit of it is obviously people are scared for their livelihoods, but I think at the end of the day, um, this was something that if we're going to speak about Twitch specifically, because it's a, a platform that I'm more familiar with, so I wouldn't be able to speak on the behalf of other platforms because I'm not really active on those. So from my experience on Twitch, I felt like it was going to be a, a, a matter of time until it became more of YouTube, if that makes sense. So like with YouTube, there was a period of time where uh, at first, like the top creators were all YouTubers. And nowadays you go to it and the front page is filled with like late night TV show clips with a bunch of different celebrities having their own channels or even just generally like clips from TV shows, clips from a lot of different content from movies, uh, trailers, all that stuff. So YouTube has become a place where it's a, uh, an all-encompassing media. Um, but it's still 
proven that inherent YouTube creators still have a space there. You know, if you look at some of the more popular YouTubers, they kind of cross over to mainstream as well. And they still have their spot on YouTube. Like most, a lot of uh, popular YouTubers still have their channels. They're still thriving. They're still working really hard. And it, it hasn't really impacted them too much. Um, does it impact the smaller content creators? Yes. But uh, I think it was going to be a matter of time until it happened. So I agree with you where... It, w it was going to happen on Twitch at some point. It's just happening quicker because Twitch just happens to be a, a more well-known live streaming platform. So people were like, oh, shit, I don't have a show anymore. Oh, wait, there's a thing over there that I can make my own show happen. So I like that Twitch is getting more recognition, especially because Twitch has been labeled and for so long truthfully as a gaming website so for twitch to kind of regain a reputation as oh they don't they don't just play games there's also people playing music on there which obviously for twitch users we know that's already been happening there's people doing art there's people doing um tarot there's people doing drag there's people doing so many different things on twitch but um, on a mainstream kind of thing, people are like, oh, what's Twitch? And people are like, oh, it's the gaming thing. So I'm glad that at least with these musicians coming over, it's giving Twitch more of um, validity outside of gaming. It's kind of telling people that, oh, Twitch is just a live streaming platform. It's YouTube, but live. It's not just a gaming thing. It's not just um, a thing that you do uh where you get your friends together and you play a video game it's it's also like a place where people can put on a show and they can actually have a production behind them um so i i agree there's always competition regardless so i think uh it's just a matter of um working the system and kind of um you know being trying to be strategic as much as you can if you want to and um but one thing that we I can see concerns being raised is, uh, and we talked about this last week, is when people sometimes join these platforms, especially if they're not as big as YouTube. So let's say like Twitch, right? People come to Twitch and they just sort of do their thing and they leave. They don't necessarily get integrated within the community and they don't necessarily give props to the people who built Twitch, if that makes sense. So, like, in order for them to see Twitch as a viable option for them to put on their show, it means that there were people on here putting on their own show in order to build an audience that was watching musicians on here. Um, so I can see why that would be a concern for, like, the OG Twitch creators um, and others on other platforms, of course. Um, but I think, generally speaking, it... I think it could be a good thing because it just brings more eyes to the platform. Um, yeah. So I mean, like, for example, like Jeffree Star coming on, I, I could imagine that, like, even though he came on for a while, I mean, I don't know how regularly he's been doing it, but I'm pretty, I'm sure, like, it probably brought a good amount of, like, makeup people onto the site and probably helped a lot of, like, you know, makeup creators gain even more viewers but i don't know yeah. as it i don't know it could have but i'm not a makeup creator so i wouldn't know that yeah <laughs> the logistics of that if that was true or not but 
I'm sure I did something good, you know? Yeah. It, like, it can't they, possibly hurt to get more on. eyes on the platform. Yeah. I don't know. So are you personally kind of not afraid necessarily, but do you have that fear of like, oh, uh, there's going to be more eyes or there's going to be more people making stuff. Do you feel any sort of pressure for your own content? Do you feel like you have to be more strategic? Like, what what are you feeling on the YouTube side of things? Because obviously I'm more on Twitch. So what's your own take um, on it? Well, with YouTube, I've already, I mean, I felt like we've already felt the effects, yeah. you know? Um, when a lot of bigger creators and um, just like more established brands come on to something like like youtube or like twitch i do think it does like i do i do see where it can affect a lot of um smaller creators because like i feel like it kind of heightens the uh, the standard so i feel like um before like for example like twitch used to be like people just like on their webcams you know playing a game acting silly um but i feel like the more it becomes established and the more like bigger brands and bigger people come on with their like high quality stuff. I feel like sometimes that it could like, it almost heightens the standards. So like now these creators that don't have like the best stuff, it's kind of like people come into it. They're like, Oh, they have like a shitty webcam or whatever. Yeah. Or they're not as good or they're just like sitting there playing games. And it's like, where that used to be Twitch, you know, you would just watch yeah. people sit play games. <laughs> That's literally what it is. But now I feel like maybe it's just like adding that little bit of like now you can't just play games, but you kind of have to have like a theme, and it kind of has to like be this way and like mm -hmm. a better camera, more quality, you know. But yeah, I guess no. But I, I don't know. I try and just like, even though like I know they're. I'm, with, I feel like with Twitch, I mean, with YouTube, that already happened where, like, yeah. it used to be, like, people just posting crazy, weird videos, you know? But now everyone has to... You have, people start off with DSLRs, yeah. you know? <laughs> people start off with, like, these 4K webcams that can, like, zoom in and do crazy things, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I agree. I think with, with being... With there being more pressure... <laughs> Uh, not more pressure, but with there being more eyes on the platform and with there being other people standing out. And sometimes, let's be real, people who have bigger audiences, they could probably come to Twitch, not have the best setup, not have the best webcam or audio or whatever. And they could still have a good audience because they already have an established audience. So I think it, it kind of puts pressure on other creators to kind of step it up a little bit and i don't think it's gonna necessarily take anything away because there's still people doing weird shit on youtube it's just like you can use the platform in whatever way you want to it's just that there there, there has to be a recognition of oh i can't no longer do that stuff because that's no longer gonna be like s successful but it depends on what your intentions with the platforms are to begin with like if you just want to express yourself like express yourself in whatever way as long as you're obviously following the rules um so i i don't think it's because uh, like the person who's looking for someone with just like a regular ass webcam playing video games they're not going to be looking for the person who has like uh, a camera person and they have like three different camera angles and they're 
like doing a news show. Like they're not looking for the same thing. So people who are interested in there's going to be at least one person who's going to be interested in whatever it is that you will want to do. Um, so I think it's one of the things like, I guess, focus on yourself and on being the best version of yourself. At least that's what I'm trying to think for myself. Because I'm not really thinking like looking around on Twitch and being like, oh, my God, celebrities are coming on. So people aren't going to watch me. I feel like to a certain degree, that's kind of like an excuse that you give yourself to kind of be like, oh, yeah, my numbers are not as good as I wanted them to be because there's a famous person on here. Like, okay, that could be partially true, but you could also try to see, okay, how could I get more people? How could I improve? Is there like, can I? Could I afford a better webcam? If not, how can I afford a better webcam? What can I do? Is uh, What kind of events, what kind of things can I set up in order to make something else happen? Uh, so I think it, it just pushes people to change a little bit. And change isn't a bad thing inherently, you know? Um, but speaking of people getting real creative and stepping it up and, you know, just generally trying to make a living, um, recently Aaron Carter... Um, got um, criticized for joining OnlyFans. So for people who don't know, OnlyFans started off as some sort of uh, alternative to Patreon. So basically people pay for a fee every month and the person gets exclusive content. Through time, OnlyFans evolved to being mainly people, you know, doing lewds and nudes and uh, even porn type of content um and people were some people were kind of shocked some people were kind of um critical about aaron carter not only joining OnlyFans but charging people 26 dollars a month uh from what i understand people can charge however amount they want every month um so people there were a lot of criticisms thrown his way for a lot of different reasons. So people people criticized him because they said, oh, you have an audience and you're technically a musician, so why don't you just make music? Or why don't you just release a book or merch or anything that any quote-unquote regular celebrity would? And some people even... And some people said, $26 is too much money, especially in the times that we're living right now. Like, that's too much money to ask of people. Uh, and some people even saying like, oh, this is so desperate of him. This is so sad. He stooped so low. Um, so I... I feel like everyone's just jealous because they want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, you're good. Um, so I have a lot of questions. So, okay. So... Why do you think, and you already kind of hinted, so I guess you could elaborate on your opinion, but why do you think people are criticizing him so much? I mean, this isn't like a new thing. Everyone has this shame when it comes to like sex or sexual things, and it doesn't make, it's, I mean, everyone watches porn, let's be honest, like right. in different ways. I mean, not everyone, but like a lot of people, a good amount, oh, yes. maybe 98%. <laughs> Let's be honest, um, or have at some point. Um, and it, it's his body. It's what he wants to put his price at. If you don't, if it's too much, don't buy it. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I think it's pretty simple. Um, I agree with you on that. Um, because would I personally pay $26? No. Uh, but I also have never paid for any OnlyFans content, personally. Um, so I, I, I don't judge people who do. And if I had more disposable income, maybe I would support them. Um, but it's just one of those things where it's absolutely to his right to charge however much he's comfortable with. Because maybe he's not super comfortable. Um, obviously, he is somewhat comfortable doing like nudes and stuff like that. Because obviously, he wouldn't sell them if he wasn't. But, you know, if $26 is his threshold, then like... Okay, if you want to pay for that, then pay for that. If you don't, then don't. Uh, it's up to him, like, what content he puts out. It's up to him what how much he charges for it. But it's up to you at the end of the day as a consumer to think, okay, that's too much. Instead of criticizing him, just be like, okay, like, leave him, like, a comment or a review and be like, okay, listen, I paid for one month. I didn't think it was enough content for me or I thought I was going to get more out of the subscription or whatever it may be. And then just respectfully leave. You don't have to say like it's desperate. You don't have to say it's sad. You don't have to say it's a scam. Especially as someone who is, for all intents and purposes, he is a celebrity. He may not be an A-lister, but he is a celebrity. People know who he is. So I could understand why he would charge a little bit more because people would be like oh my god he's famous let me you know see what he got or whatever um i i do think it's important to for people to realize that doing sex related work isn't beneath anything it's not like oh he's desperate like or it's like cheap or it's like um an easy way of making money or it's like oh it's um it's a quick cash grab or whatever. It's it's just as much... It's just as valid as someone who makes a YouTube video or as someone is, who makes a live stream and they have their clothes on, you know? It's like... It's just a way of people expressing themselves or doing what they like doing or, you know, if they're proud of their body and they want to show it off and they want to charge people for it, like, it's... It's their prerogative and it's your prerogative as the consumer, so... I just think, like, as long as people aren't hurting anyone, then it's not, it's not. Let them not, get their coin. Yeah, like, make, <laughs> let them make their coin in whatever way that they, they feel is right. But it's, uh, it's just, it, it is, the, the, the only sad thing is, like, people still have the, that thing of, like, oh, you stooped so low, you're, like, posing nude or whatever. When, if you look at the other side People, I guess people do criticize, like, I mean, celebrities when they went on, like, the covers of, like, Playboy and stuff like that. I guess there's still a little bit of criticism there. I mean, mo modeling is still pretty glorified. I mean, everyone's like, oh, you're a model. That's so cool. But, like, I mean, if someone is modeling clothes, it's like, oh, that's so bad. That's gross. But, like, imagine having that much confidence in your own body to do that and to, like, be that vulnerable on camera. Like, right. <laughs> and if you're able to make money from it, like, go you. Like, awesome. Right? That's <laughs> the problem. If anything, I'd be like, yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, I guess being trans, I'm like, if you can be happy with your body, like, congratulations. It's a track. <laughs> it's a journey. Um, so, 
<laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I do think, like, you, you, you slightly mentioned it earlier. Like, I do think a portion of it is jealousy, too, because... As much as you could say, like, oh, it's easy. Some people even say, oh, it's so easy to make YouTube videos. It must be so easy to just turn on your webcam and play a video game. People don't really understand how much work behind the scenes it takes for you to do stuff. Like, in order for me to go live, I have to open up software in advance, make sure everything is working, making sure my webcam settings are right, making sure my mic is working, testing the games beforehand. Sometimes I don't test them, which leads to technical difficulties, which leads to a less smooth stream, but that's another story. Um, but there's little elements that go with everything, and then you have to promote on social media, and then you have to figure out the best times to post on social media, the best times to stream, the best times to upload on YouTube. Like, it's so much. Literally, the most simplest... If you guys can think of the most simplest video I've done, <laughs> it probably took me the whole day to complete it. Yeah, like filming it, editing day. it. Edit yeah. Yes, filming, editing it, everything. It took me the whole freaking day just for one single video. Yeah, and even for like a a video or a live stream, in order for if it looks really easy, it's because there's a lot of preparation that went for it. Like people maybe like they were reading the news before they went live, so they had topics to talk about or they studied up on something or they played a game for a few hours before they streamed so that they got used to the game so that they could they didn't have to focus on it super like for a long period of time so that they could interact with chat so that they knew what was going on in the game like there's a lot of stuff that goes on with the uh, with content creation so yeah just try to be a little bit more i wouldn't say sensitive but try to be more understanding of of people and their situations and also like maybe he could be famous but maybe nobody's giving him opportunities to like get in a studio and work on music so like maybe that's his way of funding future projects you know you never know what someone is going through so to like to shame someone for to just like try to make money it's kind of that's the, the only that's the only sad part i see in in the whole conversation uh about this but moving on to a a, a more fun aspect of this conversation so since he joined OnlyFans. There might be other celebrities thinking about doing so. And there might be celebrities that we would actually pay those 20-something dollars to <laughs> subscribe to. So, so if you could choose a celebrity to join OnlyFans, oh. who would it be? I'm so bad. I never have celebrity crushes, but... I um, honestly, off the top of my head, it's really hard for me to just like, if someone is like, oh, what's, who's your celebrity yeah. crush? I'm like, mm, I don't know. Like, I, I literally have to think so much about that. Um, but I was actually thinking about it a little bit because obviously I prepared this topic, so I needed to have an answer for my own question. Um, uh -huh. And one of the people we were actually going to talk today is Bad Bunny. And I was like, yes, I, I would subscribe to that a hundred percent um um someone else um i think um honestly it would be interesting 
to see what kind of content like someone from like the k-pop industry like if like because you know how conservative they are and like the there's a lot of k-pop fandoms they like they they get crazy (laughs) over like oh my god he showed like his shoulder like they don't you know what i mean like like (laughs) because like in k-pop like a lot of the times they don't just get shirtless they don't like you know they don't take their clothes off on stage like some artists do it's like for people i think it would be really interesting i feel like the internet would break if like anyone from the the k-pop world just started doing like only fans or something like that um so I, I don't I don't know I don't know any I, I haven't really thought of like any more because it's it's hard for me to think of like celebrity crushes, um, but do you do have you thought of any for yourself no, that you'd be like really. oh you know what that would be the one <laughs> in our chat yeah, um, um, V said uh, Christina Hendricks. Uh, Isla Fisher or Sophie Turner and Brian said Kai from EXO. See, I told you the K-pop stands would melt. Uh-huh. <laughs> Passion yeah, said Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yeah, ooh, Jake would be really good, actually. Jake Gyllenhaal would be really nice. Um, I have a crush on John Legend as well. He was on, He was a part of, like, the Twitch live show where they were raising money and uh, i was like thinking of topics for the show already and i was like you know what Mm -hmm." (laughs) like they're i don't know i i can't really think about celebrities that often when it comes to like crushes it's just like if i see a photo shoot or if i see someone doing something i'm like oh yes um yeah i don't do you don't you have do you you have no one i i can't believe i'm very particular and like i don't know i don't really find most celebrity guys that attractive i I feel like i need to like know them and like i don't know (laughs) (laughs) like i need to have like coffee maybe (laughs) i love that like it takes me a while to like see someone like like look at someone and find them attractive like Mm -hmm. It like, if help. your personality is oh, out there, like, right away. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, but there are celebrities who are, like, mostly known for, like, their personality and for, like, them being funny, perhaps, or for them being, um, you know, just very relatable, I guess. Mm, I need more, like, a, like... I don't care funny like not like a mm. oh i'm super funny i'm a comedian like more like i can i'm gonna see what they want like more like a confident kind of funny yeah kind of like laid back a little bit like they're not really yeah. like a a, a a type like that specific stereotype of what a celebrity is yeah yeah, yeah. kind of like that mm-hmm. but like i don't know you know what it is about <laughs> celebrities too is like i don't they usually the the more revered celebrities are the ones that have like super muscular like there's no fat in their body at all and that's really not like the 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 kind of person that I gravitate towards like I I usually gravitate towards someone who has more of a average quote unquote like 
average Joe kind of look, like someone who could live down the street from you kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I don't necessarily have a lot of people who are like, oh my God, yes. So, uh, I mean, at least not now, but I wouldn't be mad. Listen, I wouldn't be mad if at least some people started, you know, thirst trapping all of a sudden and they started getting bored in their in their homes, in their mansions, and they started posing nude. I wouldn't be mad. So just, you know, I am, I'm not picky. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not picky. <laughs> so <laughs> there's that. Uh, Passion said, how about OnlyFans where it's just a hangout video subscription <laughs> ranging from movie night, coffee Ooh, dates? Ash would I'm stand I'm doing it, that. guys. I would do it. Yes. I would start it. <laughs> you would Only start it. You would subscribe today, to doing anyone. I'm a coffee date with you guys. So if you want to come have a nice coffee date with me, it's only a fifteen ninety nine. Yes. Only dates. <laughs> only dates, guys. There you go. Oh. Yes. That'd be funny. We we cracked the code. Once this pandemic is out of the way, listen. Or it's perfect to start this because everyone's quarantining and they need their date. You know? Oh, it would be like a virtual so, date. Like, I thought we were talking like it. Yeah, okay. I oh see. no no no. Oh my god, they have a, like a GoPro <laughs> and they're like, yeah. Oh my god, babe, we're gonna go to Starbucks. <laughs> or like is it only fans you just like make content and then people watch it? So it can be like kind of like Mm-hmm. ASMR style. Oh, I see. It's like, like we're doing like a sleepover. Like they, they're doing like a sleepover exactly. video. It's like the camera is under a blanket and they're like, oh my God, yeah. your hair looks so nice today. And the person is bald mm -hmm. watching. And they're like, oh my God, <laughs> so rude. I'm unsubscribing. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I would, I would actually love that. She touched me, but that's so weird. Like, just kind of like, a, it's intimate, but it's not like sexual necessarily. It's just like they're hanging out yeah. with you. And I think that would be cute. I think it would be funny as well. I don't I, know if anyone would subscribe, but that would be like a fun thing to do. Right? Like, I, I don't think anyone would actually do it. Like, I don't, I don't know if a lot of people would be comfortable in front of a GoPro pretending it's a person that they're hanging out with. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I could be I could be very wrong, but I I like that idea. Listen, if someone is listening to this and you have money to fund this project, uh <laughs> let me know. My email is listed and everywhere in my profiles contact purposes uh business contacts only, please. Let's go. Let's yes. make this happen. <laughs> That would be funny. But, you know, speaking of Bad Bunny, he is, uh, he's recently been uh, kind of on a roll, on a positive roll of um, praises. So he, uh, a few weeks ago, I think, uh, about a month ago, I guess I should say, he was on uh, Jimmy Fallon and he wore a shirt that said in Spanish that... Um, it was basically like he was um, protesting or raising awareness for a trans woman that died in Puerto Rico called Alexa. And uh, she basically got murdered and uh, for being trans. And people were, were um, 
you know, the news reports were really cruel and like misgendering her and stuff like that. So he went on Jimmy Fallon and he wore a shirt that said like she wasn't a man in a wig kind of thing. And he wore a skirt in his performance, like raising awareness for all that. And uh, then recently he made a video, a music video for his song called Yo Pereo Sola. I love pronouncing words that I don't know how to pronounce fully, uh, which I think in Spanish it means like I dance alone or I twerk alone by myself or something like that. So it's basically like he was he made an appearance in drag um, and he was basically like dancing with his like male version, I guess. And in the video, in the background, there were certain phrases that had to do with like consent and that had to do with like respect her and respect women and um, all of that stuff. And uh, even at the end of the video, uh, it has a message of like, if she wants to dance by herself, respect her, respect her decision. Like, don't be gross, don't be rude, whatever. Um, so on one side, people are, you know, being very positive about this and people are like, oh my God, yes, he's raising awareness. Uh, him being in drag is also kind of like going against the toxic masculinity in Latin culture that some people experience. And then on the other side, people are like, oh, he's doing drag and he's talking about queer issues because he's trying to like queer bait. He's trying to like gain cookie points or like woke points for like being socially aware or whatever. It's like, do you think he I mean, it's not up to us. That's to a big stretch for that. I feel like for that yeah. like crazy of a situation to be like supporting <laughs> Just to go out of your way to do all that just like doesn't smell like someone who's trying to like be malicious or I don't know. But yeah, do you do you think he's just like trying to be like t trying to but, get like, attention I mean, out of this? I mean, even if he is, it's still good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really like. <laughs> I mean. I mean, if he was, like, doing it in a bad way, then, I guess. Or if he was, but, like, like, spreading a dangerous message Because it's so positive. <laughs> because it's so positive, and he's doing it in all the right ways, and I don't feel offended. I don't see why it's bad. Yeah. I, I guess people, I don't know. I, I could see why, like, people would be like, oh, is this just like a phase he's going through just trying to get like the queer audience and then he will drop us later but i guess it's one of those things yeah. where you're gonna have to wait and see kind of thing um i would i would like to believe that it's coming from a genuine place and it's coming from a place of someone who's comfortable with who he is and he's trying to change things and he's trying to make waves in that culture or in that specific genre because um for people who don't know, he's a rapper, and I feel like everyone is aware that there is, um, there, there's always been a misogynistic tone when it comes to rap culture. It's always about, oh, I fucked these bitches, I did this to them, I did that to them, and the fact that he's going through a different route and he's actually, you know, trying to tell stories from other perspectives and he's trying to raise awareness from his own perspective i think in a way it, it is him realizing his privilege and being like oh people are going to pay attention to me or people are going to make a spectacle out of me being in drag so i might as well first of all look great but second of all 
I will raise I will raise awareness to something. I will raise awareness to an issue. Like if people are gonna have their eyes on me, I might as well use that attention for good. So I don't, you know, as long as he doesn't start speaking for people, and as long as he doesn't start, you know, placing himself where maybe a queer person should be, um, he's, if he's not trying to replace the community or, you know, if he's not trying to speak for women, uh, then I think it's, at the end of the day, a good thing. And even if he's getting attention from it, I would rather someone gain attention for even if I guess if even if even if he's not doing it because he actually believes these things at least he's portraying that image you know I would rather that than someone gaining attention from being racist or from being misogynistic or homophobic or anything like that so um I, I, I personally don't believe that he's going, like Ash said, I don't think he's go, is doing all, he's making all this effort just to, like, pose as, like, a supportive person. I feel like he, that sounds like something a genuine supporter would do. Um, but I would rather someone, you know, making the headlines for raising awareness for important things rather than, you know for horrible things like a lot of people are you know yeah um do you but do you think that there is such a thing as like people these days trying to brand themselves as woke in order to gain like brownie points or like extra retweets or extra engagement do you think that's actually a thing that I mean, goes sure. on I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are, but I don't know. I try and just, like, I feel like it can be a very, like, it's hard to know, like, what is real and fake when it comes to the internet, obviously, but I feel like it's just, like, when it comes to stuff like this, I mean, as long as people are doing it respectfully and, like, I feel like he isn't, like you said, trying to still like vo a voice from the community and just just trying to be like here's what i support and that's that um i think it's great and the that he's able to also because this situation means so much to him to also up you know add it on to his art is really awesome too and um i think that's what you know music and art is you know just like expressing your thoughts your opinions and your experiences and all that stuff. So I know I think it's great stuff. Yeah. But I do, I guess I do, I get the fear, but I feel like sometimes it's unnecessary. Things, yeah. I think if anything, it's premature. But I guess it's, I, I guess it's like, it's not bad to also always be a little skeptical. Because yeah. I mean, if you're not, then that's when, you know, um, people just take know. over and like they yeah and, actually, and then, we, yeah. then we don't question things and then like someone does do something wrong and then it's like you know it's, it's good to have some sort of like um structure to it i guess if that yeah. makes sense no yeah i i i think that him putting it into his art uh is definitely a good approach and um i think within like I think within that community with like Latin rappers and stuff, there was a little bit of um, uh, 
of a backlash, if you will, because I, I think I saw like a, a rapper like kind of throwing shade or being like, oh, you know, some people are doing like weird things, like labeling what he was doing as like weird um, because he wasn't like because he was dressed as a woman or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So I do think that obviously he's not going to fully change the way that society goes, but I think at least if he's trying and if he's like you said being respectful about it all and if, if he's trying to um if he's trying to like be conscious about how he does things and if he doesn't get irresponsible or if he doesn't try to steal the spotlight from those people then um you know then it's not really an issue. I think it, it's premature for people to say like, "Oh, you know, it's um, he's he's gonna betray us or he's queer baiting us." Like, I'm not saying like let the baiting happen, but you know, if you see like, I think you can tell when someone is not being genuine. Uh, I think it's pretty easy to tell when someone is like, tr like posing as a supporter but they they don't actually have any information on the topic or they say that they're, they're they're a supporter but they don't actually act like a supporter i think his thing is like i don't really see him actively being like oh yeah i'm an lgbtqia ally the only thing that i saw was his action which was to make a statement and to um raise awareness to that issue without saying like oh yes i'm such a big lgbtqia ally that like i need it i just need to support everyone like i think and I feel like, yeah i feel like that's when you can tell too is like he's putting in action like he's not just like talking about it. like i mean it's, i feel like there's so many people who are like oh i support this but like what how you know yeah. Um, and I think he's doing the how, and I think that's when we should kind of back off and be like, oh, okay, awesome, great mm -hmm. stuff, you know? And yeah. like, he's being an amazing example for like such a community that's like so negative when it comes to trans, you know, um, the community and um, to be able to be, to be able to be in that community and also have a such a big pool in that community and be so supportive and non-apologetic is really big so yeah um so we we kind of asked um our viewers on twitch right now as we were uh as we we're filming this and recording this live to kind of ask us some questions and maybe ask or give some advice um, so in regards to the conversation that we were having about um, the sex worker perspective from from the OnlyFans and stuff like that actually V and he's been on the show before he talked about doing not safe for work voice acting as well so from that perspective he shared in chat um, that um, getting the shit end of the stick will happen because it's not the most respected career but as long as you love yourself keep a respectful respectful path and put your best foot forward do you make an OnlyFans make a movie just be you do what's right for you at the end of the day um, and when it comes to streaming he actually said don't worry about the big names uh, and that since that's where you screw up focus on making yourself the best self be your amazing full-blown being um, 
And then, um, which I agree. I think it's, he, he's basically echoing our sentiment of like that we were talking about earlier. Um, as like, as long as you're being yourself, as long as you're not hurting anyone, just try to be the best version of yourself at the end of the day. Uh, and like, as it pertains to Bad Bunny and other celebrities who are just trying their best to raise awareness to issues, try to be understanding. Like maybe someone is not like they're, they're trying their best to support a community, but maybe they don't have the right vocabulary or maybe they don't have, you know, maybe they're, they don't a hundred percent know what they're doing rather than attacking them and saying like, Oh, that's not how you do it. Like try to, you know, go at it from a perspective of, you know, I know that you're trying really hard uh, and this is what we need, you know, kind of thing. Like, can you help us doing this instead rather than being like, oh, this person is so stupid because they did this or they said that. And it's like when someone is actively trying to be supportive to a community, like try not to shut them down completely. I'm not saying like accept like the bare minimum either, but uh, try to be understanding. Like if someone is actively trying to help, and it comes from a good intention, a good intentioned place, then don't go at them like in an attacking kind of way. Go at them in a way of like, I know you're trying to help. Let me help you help us kind of thing. <laughs> and I understand it's like it's not people's responsibility to do that. But, it, you know, it, it is surely nicer than attacking someone on the Internet. Um uh, Brian on our chat uh, asked, have you seen the new James Charles trailer for his new show? Um, I, I have heard about James Charles' new show. I, I haven't really seen footage of it, but I saw that the show got criticized, um, at least the poster for it. I think he's basically trying to do um, like a makeup contest or something. He's trying to do like a reality competition show on Twitch or he's doing he's not trying he's doing a reality competition show um, and the poster featured a lot of white people <laughs> it was like um, I think it was mostly white or white passing content creators and um, I think from what I read there was only one person who was POC but they were more light-skinned uh so people were like oh he was he didn't even try to be inclusive and like the only person he got that wasn't white is um was more light-skinned not invalidating that person's obviously heritage but it's like it was i mean if even if it wasn't deliberate it's like oh really that's like when you look at your cast you don't see a problem with everyone looking the same or looking so similar um especially in 2020 i feel like do you like when you look at a, a a cast like when you look at like 10 people a group of 10 people do you not find anything weird if like all of them are like the same skin color or all of them have uh, like this they, they all come from like the same place or they're all they all have the same culture like wouldn't you want to like properly represent or show off different sides of the community or um especially as it is like a beauty i think it's supposed to be like a makeup competition sort of thing uh it is weird because the beauty community 
not like generally, but like the I guess our society's beauty standards already already kind of lean towards a more like light skinned white passing or generally just white and they deem that as like more beautiful they deem that as more uh worthy and for that to be reflected in the casting choice was a little disappointing other than that i don't really know i don't know if you follow any of that ash yourself um no i haven't really been following like i didn't even know james was doing a show um but it did it just sparked kind of a another conversation that i was like looking at on i think on twitter or something um about like how like um a lot of um like white creators were like stealing a lot of content from like poc Mm -hmm. on tiktok sort of situation and just how like it was like they weren't getting like a lot of credit and like I don't know, I, I feel like it's like still kind of seeing like in some aspects how like even like on these platforms, like it's I mean a lot of POCs are still like not getting the credit that they should and like yeah. um it's still very much so that like diversity is still needed and mm-hmm. I think it is good to kind of step back and I'm surprised that he didn't step back and look back at um, the roster he had and be like, mm, maybe could use a little bit more here or something. But yeah, I don't know. That's just like something I've been because like <laughs> I really hate seeing that things. I don't like being like oh because be- being POC is oh, gonna make things harder. But I mean, it's still there. It's still tough in different areas. So yeah. I just wanted to bring that up, I guess, because it was kind of in the same realm in some way. No, absolutely. Like, if you're going to, you know... I feel like the purpose of a lot of these reality shows is to be like, oh, my God, there's so much talent on the platform. Let's find the next big thing sort of thing. Um, When you're only showing a mostly Caucasian cast, you're kind of telling that, Mm -hmm. oh, this is where the talent is. And... um, you're not necessarily giving credit to POC, which a lot of the times they're coming up with the trends. They're the ones like doing really cool stuff that they end up ends up getting like stolen or adapted to become more palatable or a lot of that happens. And we did talk about that on TikTok specifically. There's a lot of dances and stuff that get stolen on there. And the bigger creators happen, then they, they all take the credit for it. And they're, you know, it's not always like, oh, you know, it's a POC person got stolen from and white people are the devil. Like, that's not what we're saying. But, like, it, it's unfortunately a pattern that has always happened in our history. Like, even um, dating back to, like, um, Elvis Presley, for example. Like, he got credit for popularizing, like, rock and roll when, in fact, he wasn't the one who came up with that genre. He wasn't the one who kind of started that genre. It was actually POC. So it's just one of those things where um, throughout our history in media, generally speaking, uh, even, like, for example, the Kardashians, if we're going to take a more recent example, the Kardashians were getting credit for, like, contouring and stuff like that when the queer community was using it like years before for drag and for a lot of makeup expressions. So like, uh, it's just one of those things where sometimes people in more privileged situations, they they end up taking credit 
for stuff and they didn't come up with it or they didn't um, originate that themselves, which can be really frustrating. So um, I wouldn't like to assume that, you know, oh, James is the worst and he uh, is racist because his cast is not diverse. That's not at all what we're trying to say. Mm -hmm. But I think it would be very nice for the show if he ends up doing like a second season i it would be really nice for a show like that to actually be representative of how much diversity there is on a platform like youtube yeah and i mean the only reason why i said i was a little surprised just because i mean for one he's a male in an industry that was dominated by female yeah for so long so this to like for him to be like for not to not see the lack of diversity was kind of surprising to me just because like there yeah. was so much lack of diversity for him probably and there was probably a lot of ways where he had to kind of just you know um show himself that he was worthy or whatever you know just like yeah. stuff like that so i don't know that's the only reason why i said that and i don't think he's a bad person it's just like that's just a thing. It was a, a bad moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like the first cover. He was the first male model, for the lack of a better word, to be on a cover girl commercial, right? That's where he got popularity. So you're totally right on that. Like he got his start for being different for being something new to the table not that he you know he wasn't the first gay person to put on makeup but um you know it's it, he should have been more aware especially i feel like when you look at a reality show you want to get as much like different personalities you want to get different cultures so like even if people even if, if if not for the sake of representation, I feel like you would want that for, for the perspective of, like, people having, like, culture shocks at each other, being like, oh, you do that? Or, like, oh, you eat that? Like, just having people kind of have, like, different experiences and, like, meeting each other and kind of, like, interacting with each other and even showing off their art and seeing the many different ways that people do stuff or the the way that people act and like the languages that they speak. I think that 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 makes for a more interesting show than everyone being like, oh, yes, I'm from California and um, I just drank my Starbucks on the way here. And um, yeah, I'm often from California and I also drink my Starbucks. Oh, my God, it's so weird. Yeah. What a coincidence. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's so weird. <laughs> We're so similar. <laughs> my god can you believe that it's so weird <laughs> yeah diversity is always very important to promote so even if we're you know joking a little bit about it it's very important um so yeah with that being said uh where can people find your content ash once again before we wrap up the show um i am ashvin elf everywhere um <laughs> <laughs> and yeah I do gaming stuff you just look up Ashton Elf and I'll be somewhere around there yes and you can find me everywhere at Project Ruby Instagram the Project Ruby uh, yeah you can expect some gaming from me as well you can expect this weekly talk show also uh, you can look up either Project Ruby or Breakfast at Ruby's on Spotify that's a, a very easy way of finding the show on there and if you listen to it on different platforms make sure to 
follow. Make sure to um, give us a little rating on there. Uh, if depending on the platform that you're listening to this and if you're on YouTube, feel free to subscribe, give it a like, and um, I will definitely be trying to put up more content on other social medias and other platforms. So stay tuned for that as well. Uh, until the next episode, have a wonderful rest of your day slash night slash afternoon, whatever time it is for you. Have a good one. Enjoy yourself self-care above everything and uh yeah we'll see you next week bye bye